0: Welcome to episode number 79. Today's podcast is a solo episode. I wanted to sit down and share with you five things that I feel my two little guys have really learned throughout this moment in time. And when I say moment in time, what I mean is throughout the corona global pandemic, throughout self-isolation, throughout social distancing, just everything that is going on throughout the change in schooling and everything everything. And the reason that I wanted to record this podcast is that I know so many parents are feeling the stress of now being educators as well as also being everything else that we are day in, day out. We wear all of the hats all the time and it can feel like we've been thrown in the deep end for sure. And I know that each school can be a little bit different with the pressure to homeschooling And of course, it varies from child to child and age to age and also just household to household. So I know that there is, for many families, a lot of focusing on curriculum and education and lessons and lesson planning and ticking lessons off. And I'm certainly not here to tell you what is or what is not important, You're more than capable of deciding that for your family yourself, but I wanted to take a moment to reflect and write down a couple of things that I feel as a family, we've really learned throughout this period in time, and I thought it was perhaps worth sharing with you. So these are some lessons that our kids collectively may benefit from learning throughout this pandemic. And when I say lessons, I definitely mean life lessons, not so much curriculum. And when I was writing these down, I was kind of smiling to myself because they're so relevant for right now, but I really do think that these are lessons that hopefully our children can take with them and carry them into other situations in life, and I'm sure that they will. So I'll get stuck into it. The first one that I wanted to share with you is that it's been really important, I think, to instill the benefit of doubt in people. Now, let me unpack that one a little bit. My little guys are pretty observant. And when this whole, um, before the self-isolation and social distancing was enforced, and keeping in mind they go between two homes the boys came back to my house and they were saying that they'd been at the grocery store and they'd seen a family in front of them and that family had split up and each member in the family was buying two lots of milk and toilet paper. So effectively, I think that there'd been a conversation surrounding the fact that this one family had split up to kind of break the rules because Whilst the social distancing rules weren't in place, the grocery stores did have rules in place surrounding the fact that you could only buy one packet of toilet paper per family and also only two long life milks. And so the boys had noticed or they'd had a conversation about the fact that a mum was going through, putting through her own milk, her own toilet paper and then her two young kids who were in school uniforms were doing the same and the boys came home and it was a big deal to them and they were saying, oh mum, it was so bad, this family was doing this and they were breaking the rules and that's really selfish and it's funny, you know, it's sometimes as parents you just catch yourself going, oh yeah, yeah, yeah and then other times (laughs) just by the grace of maybe having enough sleep that night or being fueled up enough yourself, you can catch yourself and go, oh, you know what? Actually, this is a chance for a bit of growth and perhaps a different perspective. And so I let them kind of prattle for a little bit about how that was the wrong thing to do and why grocery stores had those rules in the first place and yada, yada. And then I said, you know what? That could be true. It could be true. Well, it's definitely true that that family was breaking the rules of the grocery store because they were all part of a family. But let's have a think about this. What if that family has an older family member like a grandma or a grandpa that lives alone and doesn't drive anymore and really, really needs those supplies? Would it be okay then? And it was just a different conversation I said, what if instead of thinking, oh, that family's really selfish, what if we think, and we don't know, we could be wrong, we could be right, but what if we thought about other possibilities as to why they're acting that way? And it was just a really cool conversation to have with the kids and where their brains took them. You know, one of them then went off to say, well, maybe they had baby kittens at home and they really needed that milk. And then it just went on like that. And it just, I think, was a moment where we could broaden their horizons a little bit and I've shared this before on Instagram stories you know when they were little and they'd say things to me like why did that kid push in front of us at the slide at the water slide or wherever it was instead of saying oh that kid's rude I would always try and say Well, perhaps that child was just really focused on the water slide and they've never been on a slide before and maybe they don't even know the rules. So next time, instead of getting upset and thinking that they're being mean, maybe we could just give them the benefit of the doubt and remember that we know what it's like to be excited and sometimes overlook rules. And we can always use our nice voices and say, hey, there's a line up here. And I just think that teaching our kids to have the benefit of the doubt could be a life skill that could serve them at times. You know, I don't want it to ever be one that goes um, towards their detriment or puts themselves last or things like that. But I really value when people can see things from all different sides. And I think that when you do get in the habit of giving people the benefit of the doubt, you then release any pent up emotions that you might otherwise carry around with you. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but oh, I'm sure that you have, you know, when you're really frustrated about something and then you find yourself that you're the one carrying that frustration around and there's no point there's literally no point. So, you know, another example of this could be when you're driving in the car and you're getting really frustrated with someone in front of you, perhaps they're not indicating when they come off a roundabout or they're driving painfully slow. And it's always when you're in a hurry often when you're late and it just like gets under your skin, if you just take a moment and go, you know what, what if this is the first time they've ever driven and just cast your mind back to when you were 16 or 17 and the first time behind the wheel, if you were a bit nervous and you were being extra cautious, it just gives you a chance to practice empathy and give people the benefit of the doubt. So that is a lesson that I feel my two may be taking out of this pandemic. The next one I wanted to share with you is that we've had so many conversations surrounding the fact that being a good friend sometimes right now <laughs> means giving each other space and not seeing each other and thinking of the other people. So this has been a really interesting one because I've always said to the boys, you know, being a good friend is playing nicely and being a good friend is this and being a good friend is that. And now for the first time in their life, being a good friend means staying away from their friends. And that is actually a really, really good life lesson because there are times when you need to stay away from people for their own good, for your own good or whatever the dynamic is, you know, if you have a friend who just really needs space. It's going, okay, you know what? Being a good friend is respecting that. Or if I'm sick, it's staying home from school. It's all of those things that we might forget to touch on with our kids. But as adults, we do know that being a good friend means having boundaries. And so this is a time to really, really focus upon that when our kids are getting frustrated and upset that they can't play with their friends. It's saying, I know I know you miss your friends and you care about your friends so much. And this is one way that we are being a good friend by having that boundary of keeping each other safe right now. The next one is number three, and that is the importance of learning from others. This was a conversation that I had with my boys today because we were talking about the fact that in week three or week four of the term two, it looks like right now currently the plan is that kids will start to return to school one day a week and so we were talking about that and then the boys brought up other countries and they were talking about China and they seem to have picked up so much stuff it's amazing what kids just pick up and um So they were talking and one of them said China didn't do a good job. And I said, well, you know what? Australia has done a really, really great job of minimising the damage of the coronavirus. But that's because we were able to learn from others. You think about it, you know, if we were the first country to have this happen, then we'd be in the same boat as many other places, you know, from China to Italy to America, But we were able to learn from other people. And so that just opened up another conversation about how we really can benefit from other people's shortcomings and also how it's important to share when we get things wrong. And I said to them, you know, imagine if those countries and of course keeping it very, very simple because they're only six years old. But just saying, you know, imagine if the doctors in those countries didn't share the things that they'd learned from making mistakes. And I don't know the ins and the outs. So I'm not sat here saying, oh, you know, China made this mistake or New York did this wrong. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, as a nation, we have done a really great job at keeping as many people safe as possible. And that's purely down to the fact that we learned from others. And so that's just a really great conversation that you can have with your little people as well if they're old enough to kind of understand that concept and you can share times you know you can put it into terms that they understand you can share things that you've learned from people in your life or things that you've learned from them as well ask them to think of examples of times that they've made a mistake but then they've been able to learn from that it's just yeah I think it was worth including number four also, I should mention, I'm, I'm probably speeding through these and perhaps my voice sounds a little strained. That's because today we have pretty much read a whole novel, <laughs> The Boys and I. One of them was having a hard time and today has just been lots of soul time and we have read nearly cover to cover Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I am kind of on my last legs of speaking. But anyway, number four, how we are all connected across the world speaking about how this virus has been able to be um, transmitted how it's been able to spread from country to country human to human has really really opened up my kids eyes as to how we are all really connected even though we all feel so far apart and we often speak about you know Right now in Australia, it's the morning, but over in this country, it's this time or it's that time or things are different here and things are different there. And, you know, traditional clothing over there means this or their religion means that or just all of the things because kids ask 45 million questions and we read a lot. So it comes up a lot. But being able to really talk about the fact that we are all so connected at the end of the day, I think Is a really good thing. Obviously, I don't mean to minimize how disastrous it is that this virus has been able to be passed around. But in terms of just, I guess, for children to understand that we're really all very similar and we are all united, could be an interesting concept for them. Number five is a bit of a mixture of notes that I wanted to touch on lastly. And that is that during this time, I think that one of the benefits, one of the lessons that our children will learn is the power of adapting. They have had to be so fluid, probably more fluid right now than a lot of them ever have had to have been in terms of school-aged children who are used to that structure and have kind of been thrown into working from home or not working or, um, you know, just the change, everything, adapting to not being able to play with their friends, adapting to learning via Zoom or adapting to trying to focus at the kitchen bench, adapting to a new routine, all of that stuff. Even though it can be tricky and many children will struggle and some kids will take it all within their stride, it really is a great life lesson. Another one is the importance of self-care, particularly when other things feel out of control. As parents, we can still model the importance of looking after ourselves and controlling positively the things that are within our control and relinquishing control over the things that simply are not and I know that might sound holier than thou, and as though it's super easy it's not it's not easy you know so many families are struggling and there's so much heartache you know there's so many parents that have been stood down from work or aren't with their families because of isolation and there's a lot there's so much uncertainty But one thing that we can do throughout this time of uncertainty is model the importance of looking after ourselves and also model the importance of feeling our feelings. We don't have to be all self-care and sunshine. We can tell our kids, you know, of course, using your own discretion here because some children are far more sensitive than others, but you can tell your kids, this is a really tricky time. This is the first time that we've all been through this. But what we're certain of is that we still love each other. We're certain that we can do this. We're certain that we can do that. So it could be certain that we can play a board game right now, certain that we can take care of one another. Those sorts of things can be really, really valuable because as our children grow up, of course, we don't want them to be faced with anything like this ever again. But these could be pivotal moments pivotal lessons that they carry with them depending upon their age and the next time they face a challenge or a hardship, they're going to have that memory of how as a family you were able to overcome it or how you were able to, even if it's not overcome it, how you were able to just get through it because there are going to be times when it does feel like just getting through it. The other thing that I've got written down is the power and the value of being bored. So many kids these days are not ever bored because they just have school, they have their friends, they have their devices, they have TV, they have so many things. I'm sure that many families are really, really aware now of the power of being bored. And When your kids come to you and say that they're bored, Actually, saying to them, it's a good thing to be bored sometimes, and it will probably frustrate them. But being bored is a good practice to get into, even as adults. We tend to just fill our days with so much stuff, and you know, the to do list is never ending. But actually, having some white space, some boredom is often when the best ideas drop in and it's often when we can lose ourselves in a task and be very, very mindful of what we're doing. So whether it's a puzzle or it's coloring or it's Play-Doh, whatever it is, being bored is not a bad thing and it's a great skill for kids to develop and one other thing i just wanted to pop in there in regards to what we can positively control i mentioned this in the podcast where i shared 15 ways to thrive in isolation for adults which if you've not yet listened to it definitely jump over and have a listen but i spoke about the importance upon the importance of keeping our environment our immediate environment as peaceful and calm as possible. And that's another thing that we can teach our kids. When there is chaos and when there are things out there that are out of our control, what can we control in a positive way? Modeling that positive control such as, okay, we're going to declutter, we're going to take some positive actions is really, really, really a great life skill for kids to learn because there are so many negative Ways to model control when we're feeling out of control. And perhaps those negative ways could be something that I unpack in a whole other episode, but I'm sure that you get my drift when I say that. So, this is a short episode, but I wanted to get this live for you. And perhaps it will just be a conversation starter for you and your family and your little ones. And particularly for any kids out there who are struggling, perhaps they've caught stuff on the news, perhaps they're afraid to go back to school. Maybe this would be a way that you can get some positive little life lessons in there that aren't from the curriculum and are more conversational. I hope you are well. I hope your family is safe and well And I really, really appreciate you choosing to listen to this episode today. It would mean a great deal to me if you take a screenshot right now, pop it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Kylie Camps. This podcast is a completely independent passion project and I really, really enjoy doing it. It means the world to me if you share it with your friends and your network as well. Thank you so much and I'll speak with you soon.